Turn it up. This is another brand new episode of the Run It Up podcast. We going in on everything sports, pop culture, and everything in the world of hip hop. Let's go. This is the Run It Up podcast with Najee Adams. Yeah, I'm going to sing you in today, bro. I, was, I already started recording, so they caught the coach. He's laughing. What is up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Run It Up Pod. If you just caught Run that, it up. if you didn't know, Justice can sing. He got the vocal cords on him. So uh, welcome back. Uh, it's me, uh, Najee Adams, your host. And we got Justice over here as well. Before we get into all of that, make sure y'all subscribe to the Run It Up podcast on Apple Podcasts, on, uh, download the pod on Spotify, subscribe to us on YouTube, comment, quote, tweet, retweet, like, share with your friends, your family, all of that. Leave a five-star rating and review. All the reviews are going to get read on the pod. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Najee Adams underscore. The pod on Twitter is at RunItUpPod. I always forget your Twitter, bro, so you're going to have to hold it down. You can find me at Twitter at JusticeReed2, J-U-S-T-I-C-E-R-E-I-D. Uh, and like I said, as always, just look through Najee's tweets and you'll find me somewhere in there tweeting him back. So. That's exactly perfect. So we actually do have two new reviews today. Uh, I don't even want to say who they're from because I feel like you'll be able to get it by just, you know, they're from people I know, personal personal people that I know. So, like, shout out to them. Uh, the first one is from Smooth. I wonder who that could be. It's me. It's uh, the RIU pod is the best pod out there. Uh, it's five star, of course. It says, what kind of host would I be if I didn't leave myself a five star rating and review? Appreciate all of y'all. Let's run it up. That's about, you know, that's about a host. I'm telling all y'all to leave reviews. I got to leave one for myself. You really? Got to be five, too. Nothing but fives. Exactly. And then the next one, <laughs> the next one is from Bcroom26. Uh, it says, so proud of you. Uh, shout out to my mother. Uh, it says, Najee, I always wanted you to be a lawyer. Can you imagine Naj- me as a lawyer, bro? Yeah. That's not at all. That's not not at all. Because no one can advocate for themselves like you. But when I hear you do your podcast, I know this is where your heart is. And you're doing an excellent job. Keep up the great work. You're going to go far. I love you much, Mom. Ma, you already know the vibes. I love you, Bobby. Right. I love you, Mom. <laughs> know that. You already know that. And, uh, yeah, we're we going to get into it. What are we going to talk about today, bro? What, what's on the agenda? <clears throat> well, as always, we'll start with Song of the Week. And then uh, from there, we're going to move on to the top 20, the top, the, what was it, the 25 players to build around for the future list, right, for ESPN, mm-hmm. that's what like it was. ESPN 25 under 25 or something. Yeah, and it was talking about, for if this is the person you start your team with, build for the future, A, B, C, and D. We're going to talk a little nuggets because we've talked about Aaron Gordon and the pickup. I'm pretty sure I was on the side of that being a good pickup for them, so I'm more than willing to speak on it. Um, Lakers, and then I was going to surprise you with this, but I kind of want to talk a little MVP just because things are starting to shake up a little bit. So heard you, heard you, heard you. I got you. I'm with it. I'm with it all. Um, so, yeah, we can just dive into it. What you got? Did you go so- first for Song of the Week last week? I think you've gone first every week, so let me go first. Yeah, you go first. Go ahead. So my song of the week, uh, it's a relatively new, uh, it is a new song. It came out last week. Shout out to uh, Lil TJ. Uh, he is a New York-based artist. And oddly enough, he dropped his second studio album last week. And the song of the week for me is actually entitled Run It Up. 
featuring Offset and Moneybag. Yo, like, I gotta shout that out. In the song, he repeatedly mentions run it up, run it up, run it up multiple times. You know, we it's for the brand, you feel me? Like, it's, Absolutely. You gotta go check that out. It's for the brand. It's for the brand. What's yours, bro? Ah, uh, see, I... I was going to kind of go with uh, Sleepy Hollow, something that you put me on. I was going to go that route. That's I was gonna crazy. Go, I was going to go that route. But then and I actually don't know where he's from, but he just sounds like he's from New York. So, Sleepy Hollow? Yeah. He's from New York, bro. Okay. So he just sounds <laughs> like he's from New York. So the, you went New York, so I got to take my shine to a whole other place. So uh, if you haven't listened to him, Cautious Clay. Um, I've never heard of it, so you're putting me on right now. Cautious Clay, Stolen Moments. It's that song I was singing when we got on here. That's my song of the week, bro. I've been banging it all week. Um, y'all got to tune in, bro. Like I said, the vibes is different over here than they are with Najee, but you said Stolen good. Moments. I mean, let me yeah. look that up right now. Oh, I see it right here. If I press it, it'll probably play, so I'm not going to do that, but I see it. I just added it to my library. Boom. Look at my check. boy. Yeah. Check. That's blind faith right there, bro. <laughs> Wait, wait. So just curious, what was the Sleepy Hollow song, bro? Oh, Too Fake. Oh, yes. That is yeah, a great song. Fake. I think that was the first song I actually ever heard from him. So shout, shout out Sleepy Hollow. Shout out Too Fake. So we, that's, a, that's an honorable mention, you feel me? Bro, I threw your playlist on uh, Shuffle yesterday, and it came on. Wow, and I was like, oh, I rock crazy. with that. So That's crazy. I appreciate it, bro. I played your play. Uh, we had like a, a little hotel get together with like me and some of my closest friends and my best friend, like one of my best friend's birthdays. Mm-hmm. And uh, I threw your playlist on for the Aux, bro. And people was rocking with it. So I was like, yo, shout out Justice. It's all vibey over there, bro. <laughs> so that was our song of the week. And uh, yeah, now we'll just get into the uh, our, our opinions on the 25 under 25 list. And so now we are back. With our little opinions, I think Justice rewrote the whole list from from one to twenty. So, uh, the whole ESPN twenty five under twenty five list was based on uh, future potential. Who they think the top twenty five players when it comes to future potential? I guess who you would build the franchise around right now if you had to pick. This would be if if a, if a whole new draft started. This would be their twenty five under twenty five. And so, um, who you got at one, bro? I feel like your one and two is is kind of like it's Luca and Zion. I'm guessing. Ah, Luca and Tatum, bro. Oh, that's crazy. And here's and here's here's why. Um, the the growth that I've seen from Zion this year offensively is just crazy. Then then putting him in a whole other role and giving him the space to to really prosper. Um, has meant worlds to his game, but he still is not a good defender. And when I say not a good defender, I mean he's bad. Mm-hmm. Like he's just he's just a bad defender. Um, as to Tatum, who I think is already an all defensive type defender, and we all know Tatum can score from everywhere on the floor. And I've I've been an avid member of six eight wings who can score from all three levels. You know, are those guys that that you build around because from there you just go anywhere. But you know what you have in them. And Zion's health is always going to be an issue to me, um, like his longevity, how he'll be able to sustain. So my thoughts are a little deeper. Zion is three, though. I did put him at three, but Tatum had to be two. Because they disrespected Tatum, bro. So, yeah, on the, if you guys don't know, on the list, Tatum was five. So above him was Luca, Zion, LaMelo, and Donovan Mitchell. So uh, right off the bat, we switching it up. Got uh, Luca at one, Tatum at two, Zion at three. Who you got at four, bro? Booker. D-Book. That's a good one. I feel like he very much so gets disrespected. All the time. And oh. listen, listen, bro, hold on, bro. Like, LaMelo, 
on this pod, I have sang the praises of LaMelo Ball. I mm. love LaMelo Ball. I can't take a 30-game a thirty game span and be like, man, I'm going to put you over Devin Booker or I'm going to put you over Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, who went conference finals, what, three years in a row, two years mm-hmm. in a row? Like, like what a – as a rookie, like he was out there doing that. It's so like for me to sit here and be like, like Lamelo's not doesn't show up on my list until fourteen because it's to be determined. Like mm-hmm. I, from what I saw, sure throw him up there, but I need I need to see it for a sustained at least two to three seasons for me to be like, yeah, I need that guy to build around. So and that's kind of what where, where a lot of people are going on uh, Twitter. Like obviously, whenever ESPN drops lists like this, they they I swear to you, they drop it with the intent of just producing conversation. Yeah. Like they knew the mellow at three was going to cause an uproar and that's what they want. And so I, I agree with you. I, I haven't gone through and like relisted it like myself, but I know mm-hmm. that mellow would definitely not be top five for me. He might not be top 10 for me. Booker at eight is crazy. Stupid. Like, that's crazy. They have uh, Ben Simmons, De'Aaron Fox, and then the five I just named above him. And I, a hundred, he's a hundred percent better than Ben Simmons. He's a hundred percent better than De'Aaron Fox. Uh, we just talked about Melo. I, I take him over Donovan Mitchell. And then the, the only three that, like you said, the only three that I would really struggle to take, uh, to take him over is Luca Zion and uh, and Tatum. So. And I almost put him at two. I mean, he, he's the number two seed in the West right now. Mm-hmm. He's the number two seed in the West, and he's been producing numbers. He's the best player on the team. That's what I'm saying. Like he's been putting up crazy numbers when, when are we going to get i'm a kentucky guy so i take the booker stuff personal but like when are we going to get past all this like underrating booker bro it's been happening for too long he i don't been know why it happens though is it because he's been he all-star for, for three years now bro he should have been all-star for three years is it because so. he plays for phoenix i don't know i don't get i don't get why that would be a thing like to me phoenix is a good market like i think people would want to go play there especially with a guy like booker so, I agree. So I don't get where the where the underrating comes from. And I used to be one of the like I Devin Booker really turned me around because I was always on the D'Lo bandwagon and people used to yeah. be D'Lo and Devin Booker. And so that's my man. It's obviously I had to had to ride for him. But you know I've I've come around. Like it's okay, not I'm close. Making sure. I'm just making it's not, sure it's not close. You feel me? And so so yeah, I don't know where the disrespect for Devin Booker comes from, but it's got an end. And we're we're gonna put an end to it now. I'm gonna break a heart. I'm gonna break your heart right now. D'Lo did not make my rewritten top twenty. Just so you know, he wouldn't. Make, he wouldn't make my. Top okay, okay, okay. I'm making sure we're good. Okay. Nah, because even because I was looking at the top twenty five, trying to find a place to slot him in, and yeah. I just I just couldn't. Like even even when you talk about like their number twenty five is Colin Sexton, and just based off this season alone, like I can't in in good conscience put D'Lo over Colin Sexton. So. So he doesn't make it there, but in my heart, he makes it there. There you go. That's there you go. That made me happy for you. Um, so what, Booker would fall at four for you as well? Yeah. And you would take Zion over Tatum? I would. Okay, I respect that. It's just a longevity thing and the fact that I don't think he could guard my dog. Um, is... I think I think the difference for me is I think that one one day Zion will be the best player in the league, and I don't mm-hmm. think Jason Tatum will ever be the best player in the league. I see. I think Jason Tatum's ceiling is best player in the league. So, I feel you. I mean, I, is he going to reach it? I don't know. I like I've always said. That's the three, the three level scoring thing. Um, at five, bro, I went Bam. Ooh, that's a t- that's a. Mm. I might put I might put Donovan Mitchell over Bam, but I feel like he's another one of those guys that gets underrated, and I don't want to be doing that. So right. I, so no, like, I mean, I'm try, just change my mind, bro. Tell me why you got Bam there. 
Uh, Bam is more like for the defensive versatility. Um, he's actually capable of guarding three through five, and he can switch on your one if he needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's not going to come out the gate and guard a John Morant, but if you need him to go switch onto him for a series and they're putting him in picking rolls, that's not something you're seeking out. Um, Bam's playmaking ability from that position um, is really just second to Jokic. Now, outside of that, I think he's the best passing big. Uh, and, and the thing I like about Bam is he started to expand his range the last two years. And if he gets to a point that he can shoot the three at just a 35% clip um, with his athleticism and the way he handles the ball, I like that he gets it off the glass and can go. Uh, I'm just saying if I'm building around a team, I think it would be easier to put pieces around Bam than it would be around Mitchell. I was still on the Donovan bandwagon until you said that last part. If I'm built, like, it it would be easier to build a team around Bam than it would be to build, just because his skill set is, he has a much more versatile skill set, so you don't have to surround him with a certain type of player. Like, right. with, with Donovan, you kind of have to make up for his lack of defense in, in the mm-hmm. backcourt, whereas with Bam, you know, he, like you said, like, he can he can pass the ball, he can get the rebound, he can score from almost all three levels. He's working on that third level. And yeah. then the, the, the handle, the defense is already there with Donovan you would have to surround him with with a certain kind of player and so so yeah I'm rocking with you on that one you got me bro and it's no disrespect to Mitchell bro because I love Don um and I've kind of hated Rudy Gobert my whole life but I think Rudy Rudy Gobert is the most important player on that team um what he does for them on offense is unsung. The mm-hmm. amount of attention he gets. I, I know Jazz Twitter loves to talk about screen assist. I mean, that's a thing. I get it. I'm not really worried about that. I'm just talking about his ability to roll and how much he's progressed as a passer. He's still the best defensive big in the NBA uh, most nights. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But now against the elite of the elite, you know, you just kind of do what you can do. Um, but I, I just, you know, Mitchell to me isn't the best player on that team. And I, I can make a case that Bam is the best player on Miami. Oh, can you though? Yeah, I mean, I really think I can. I feel like Jimmy Butler is is definitely. Well, let me say Bam is most more important because I think that I feel you. I, feel I think right. that I think that Mitch is a better basketball player than Rudy Gobert. I mm-hmm. just don't think he's more important than Rudy Gobert. I think if I replaced Mitchell with another shooting guard and I, but they kept kept Rudy, it'd probably stay almost similar. Mm-hmm. So. But then, you know, I see Mitchell drop 45, 50 every playoff game. Yeah, so <laughs> so call it how you see it. I just prefer – I prefer to have the defensive anchor, I guess. So Wait, hold on, bro. How how I get I, – I'm assuming he would be on this list if he was under 25, but I could have – he's got to be right over. Cat? Nah, how old is Nikola Jokic? 26? Yeah, probably. He's probably right at 26. He's 26. Damn. Okay. That's What's Cat? Crazy. Is Cat 26? Uh, I would tell you right now, bro. Cat is twenty five, but I guess under twenty five. So okay, that's crazy. Booker's under twenty five still. That's crazy. He was he was like the youngest player in that draft. So my boy, you, you look at the list, you uh, see all the Kentucky guys on there, and just so you know, well, D'Lo is also twenty five, so maybe that's why he ain't make it. That's what I'm talking it up. Nah, okay, go. good. I there got you. Go. I got you. Um, so, yeah, six, I went Bam. I mean, five, I went Bam. Six, I went Mitchell, mm-hmm. uh, which we just touched on. And then I went Ben Simmons. Over De'Aaron? Yeah. Fox. I, I'm with that, Fo- too. Fox fell down to 10 for me. So. I would take – would you say you took SGA over De'Aaron? Yeah, I put Trey at eight. Them having Trey at 13 was just stupid. That was insane, bro. That's crazy. And you said whenever we talked about them before, you had mentioned, like, he gets disrespected crazy. He's averaging like twenty eight, eight and five on what the four three seed in the East. Like that's crazy. And that, people are always gonna disrespect Trey. It's the defensive side of the ball, and I get that. 
Trey is one of the probably 10 best offensive players in the NBA, just from a purely on that side of the ball. Um, his efficiency, the way he gets fouled, regardless of how much we hate the way it looks, mm-hmm. you know, it just is what it is. Um, and I think Trey is a playmaker. I think Atlanta's doing a good job starting to surround him with defense. And I think they'll continue to build that around him, which is why most of these guys haven't had a team built around them yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Luca has, Trey has, I guess Shea technically this year is having starting the point of teams building around him. De'Aaron Booker, probably. Booker. Foxes, I guess. I guess. The I mean, Kings just really don't have much. Yeah, they just <laughs> don't have much. So it's hard for me to say. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's just Mitchell to an extent. Simmons, no. Uh, they're building more around Embiid. So I don't know. I just, I just think I like what what Trey has. And if it was an ideal world, and you told me I could put Trey on Utah, I may pick Trey over Mitchell. So feel uh, just for context, uh, Trey on ESPN's list is number sixteen, uh, <sighs> under John Morant, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, Jalen Brown, Brandon Ingram, Shy, uh, Will Shea, uh, Bam, and then all everyone we just named. Uh, also for context, the Hawks are currently the fifth seed in the East. They're like they're like tied for the fourth seed actually, and Trey Young is averaging twenty five, <laughs> nine and a half, and four. Uh, he's shooting 36.5% from three, which is a career high. Shooting 43.1% from the field, which is eh, but you know he takes an insane amount of shots as it is. And then uh, his he free- is the offense, bro. That's, that's what I'm saying. His free throw percentage is 87, which is also a career high. So you know, like he's he's having a great year, almost a career year, and definitely a career year in terms of team standings or team success. So to put him at, what, 17, I think I just said? To put him at 16, 16. is stupid. crazy. That's just stupid. Oh, that hurts my heart. But so, yeah, I went Trey and then I went Shea. I feel that. And uh, then Fox. We kind of – we yeah, I was going to say Ben Simmons over De'Aaron Fox I think is a, is a no-brainer for me. Mm-hmm. For them, they have him at – they have De'Aaron at six, Ben at seven. Um, I don't see where you get that from. I feel like Ben Simmons is – one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA. He's a 6'10 point guard. So, you know, that right there is – those come very few and far between. And, uh, like, he impacts the court in multiple ways. Uh, I feel like his his production this year hasn't been great, but even still he's been – he's been a yeah, monster. So. It's, I mean, he's still been the best defender in the league. Exactly. Uh, so. And, I mean, they look great when they're all out there. Philadelphia looks really good, and they've looked exactly. good without, and they've looked good without Embiid, regardless of his poor play and the way he's not scoring the ball. That's not why you value Ben Simmons. If exactly. you're going to build around Ben Simmons, you're not building around him to be your leading scorer. Not so. at all. And I think they did preface this list with the build around, right? I think so. I have the art, or I had the article up here. I let me see. I'll tell you right now, bro. ESPN 25 under 25. You gotta love a live lookup. Yeah. Um, so we we'll do says, this often. They said, which young NBA stars are taking over and which teams have the best collections? Bobby Marks, Kevin Pelton, and Mike Schmitz ranked their top 25 players under age 25 based on future potential. Oh. Uh, yeah, I would still take Simmons over those guys. And if I'm I talking would, future potential, I think Trey may move up a little bit. I think Trey would take Trey over Mitchell. So, If I'm talking of future potential, I would, like you said, I would still take Ben Simmons. I would keep... I would, uh, yeah, Trey also might move up because he's a more all-around player for me than than uh, both Neither of them. Neither can play defense. Both of them so. lack defense, but Trey's a better playmaker. So, <laughs> and then uh, you said you got so right now you got Luca, Tatum, 
Uh, Luca Tatum, Zion, Booker, Bam, Mitchell, Simmons, Trey, Shea, Fox. And then 11, I went Ingram. You you got Ingram over – that's where he is in this too. So Yeah, I think that was – Matched up with them. You got him it. over Jalen? Yeah. Yeah. I like his I like his playmaking ability more than Jalen's. So. That was that was a toss up for me. Uh, I ended up. I also think Ingram is better than than Jalen. Uh, I've been on that 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 wagon for a long time now. But I feel like Jalen really. I feel like it started out with Ingram being noticeably better. Well, I kind of mm-hmm. feel like it started out with Jalen being noticeably yeah. better. Ingram kind of caught up. Jalen kind of went up a little bit higher than Ingram. Kind of just. Yeah. took off and now it's kind of evened out but uh i would still i would still take brandon ingham i feel like just for future potential as a whole like what we're basing the list off of uh the man is uh like his body type is not even real so like, when, when kd openly admits that he plays like him so how can i not side with that and i mean at the end of the day i think ingram still has room to grow so, I think he can. I think if he puts in the effort on defense, he could be a monster. Yeah, me too. Like an absolute defensive monster. But it just comes down for me for effort. Like he has all the athletic tools, and he knows what spots to be on the court. It just mm-hmm. simply comes down to whether or not you want to lock up the guy in front of you. Yeah, and some not all the time. Ingram doesn't want to all the time, you know. Yeah, and so so if if he ever locked in on the defensive end as much as he does on the offensive end, I think he could be a force to be reckoned with, and he already is. But uh, just kind of take his games to the next level, and then. Uh, after Ingram, you have Jalen, I guess. Yeah, absolutely, Jalen, um, who we just touched on. I don't. Jalen's got an endless amount of potential to me. Um, his athletic ability, the way he gets after it on defense. This year, this defense has slid a little bit. Him and Tatum both. I think they've been asked to do a lot more on offense um, with the struggles that the Boston has had. Um, and I think some of that is at fault of old Brad Stevens, who we all praise to God's holy name. What, what, what was that question on Twitter? Like, you could pick any player of Brad Stevens to start your NBA franchise with. Who asked Any player, that? bro. I don't know. I can't remember, but it was the stupidest question I've ever seen. So, there's that. <laughs> Let me move forward. That's I think, crazy. I think, I think a lot of the fall falls on Brad Stevens and some injuries and some lack of rotation a lack of bigs um you can blame Danny Ainge a little bit because he refuses to trade picks almost half the time they just mm-hmm. dockpiles them for no reason at this point to trade to draft Tremont Waters and Carson Edwards and Romeo Langford so <laughs> so yeah that's just my opinion on it so yeah Brown right there um then I went jaw uh, what? that's jaw at 13 yeah 13 and I think if we're based on our future potential, Jaw has the potential to move past Brown, Ingram, Fox, Shea. So he could be right up there in that top group. Um, Jaw, I worry about his health, not because he's overweight and got injury problems because he doesn't know how to land and he plays recklessly. And I remember you said that when we first, the first mm-hmm. time we talked about Jaw on this podcast, that's what you, that's what you said when it comes to your, your uh, concerns with Jaw. His longevity, man. He's, he could have a D-Wade type prime where it lasted a phenomenal seven to eight years, and then mm-hmm. it's just a slow decline because your body's breaking up and breaking down. So um, that's my worries about Jaw. But, I mean, would you put Jaw there? Uh, would I put Jaw? I feel like the only person that is in that that I would think about putting over him that's left is Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've also had this conversation before. I'm a big Jaw fan, so I would put Jaw over Jamal Murray just simply off of potential alone. Like, yeah. and, and that's what we're going on. That's what we're basing the list off of future potential. So, yeah, I would put Ja over Jamal Murray, and then I would put Jamal Murray right after him. Um, okay. I think they have Michael Porter Jr. They have Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Ja. I think 
And then even the fact that they have Trey Young at 16 still mind boggles me. The fact that Michael Porter is over Trey Young is crazy. But I get Michael Porter's future potential is out mile like out the roof. Yeah. Tracy but, McGrady. That's what I think he is. So exactly. But I was still Trey at 16 is crazy. But uh, yeah, I would I would go John and then Jamal Murray and then Michael Porter. Okay, so after Jaw, I went. Uh, I went Lamelo. I thought I thought it was a good place. I to forgot put him. about Melo. Yeah, That's I had to, I, I feel like I had to put Lamelo there at that point. Um, I didn't want to take him completely off the list. Like I said, I can't put him in a top three or a top ten based off twenty some games. But um, from what I saw from him and the way that he impacts Charlotte in general, I mean, it's just undeniable the way they play with him on the floor. And mm-hmm. their coach eventually had to. I mean, it was two weeks. He was like he plays bad defense and turns the ball over. Uh-huh. And the next two weeks later, he was their starter. <laughs> So uh, do with that what you will, but that really speaks volumes to who LaMelo is. So so I had to put LaMelo there, and then Michael Porter Jr. fell right behind him over Jamal Murray. So. I I forgot about uh I forgot about Melo, so that's crazy. I would go I'm I would go Melo Ja, Michael Porter, Jamal Murray. Melo over Ja? Melo Ja Michael Porter, Jamal Murray. The only reason I got beef with you over that is because Jaws proven he can get the team into playoff contention. If it wasn't for a play-in last year, they were there. I feel and it. But future potential, like what is Melo, 6'9", six, 6'8"? Six, oh, don't, don't make six, him 6'8 and 6'9". He's 6'7", 6'6 six, six and a half. Cool, maybe. cool, 6'7", six, 6'7". Seven, six, seven. He's still above average height for a point yeah. guard. So he's going to be able to take advantage of that. He's – I feel like people don't give us as much, him as much credit as they should for his athletic ability. He can't fly, but like he gets up. He's quick. He's like he's quick in the right ways, if that makes sense. His and basketball then, IQ is just through the roof. Basketball IQ is through the roof. Obviously, one of the better playmakers on this entire list. We've said uh, not a pass he can't make. His shooting is iffy, but like he's in these twenty twenty one games, he's shown that he can shoot the ball. And then uh, on the defensive end, he's another guy that just doesn't show any effort. But the tools are there. So based on full potential. That's my thing with Melo, bro, is from time to time, because he's so basketball smart, and I don't know if I could sit down with Lamelo and talk X's and O's and him be able to explain everything to me. I think his brain just works in, like, a basketball matter. So, like, he'll come behind you whenever they throw a post-entry and take that from you, or he'll, mm-hmm. he'll come from the weak side. He can go get a put-back dunk just because everything he sees just works in his brain. And I think Lamelo, the, the greatest thing about Lamelo is the fact that his confidence is completely through the roof. If I bet Lamelo thinks he's the best player on the floor, no matter who's out there. Hundred percent. So, and I love that about Lamelo. And like I said, if it was more than a thirty-game dosage of Lamelo, then maybe I could speak more on it and put him higher on the list. I need to see it for a couple of years before I say I'm going to put you over Ja, who's kind of a bona fide leader of a team at this point. So, bona fide, bona fide, bona fide. One of the oh, fides. Bona fide, bona fide. Yeah. Okay. 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 There we go. But yeah, um, you go, you go, Ja over Lamelo. I go Lamelo over Ja. Okay. Um, and then I go Michael Porter, Jamal Murray. I think you also went Michael Porter, Jamal Murray. Yeah. Uh, and then this is kind of when it gets to kind of a toss up. So after sixteen at Trey, Trey Young at sixteen, they have Mikael Bridges, Demontis Sabonis, Anthony Edwards, DeAndre Ayton, Tyrese Halliburton, John Collins, Jared Allen, Lonzo, and Colin Sexton. Bro, how did I love Mikael Bridges. You can ask any of my friends. When people were asking me, like, before the season, I was like, Suns are a guaranteed top four seed. And I got talked, I caught slack from that from all my friends. But Mikael Bridges was a big reason why I thought that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not building a team around Mikael Bridges ever. I wouldn't never. even consider it. Never. 
So my dog is running in circles right now. <laughs> but, yeah, so I would never even consider that. So he's not on my list. Um, from LaMelo, I want Michael Porter Jr. And then I know we're building around the future, and I think this is almost disrespectful to put him low but because bonus has been an all-star now uh, two years in a row. But I don't see a team succeeding building around him. Yeah, like I don't think so either. I think yeah. even the Pacers know that that's right. not. Like they're they're trying to make use of what they can with him, but I don't think mm-hmm. they actually consider themselves title contenders. Right. Amatis Abonis is their best player. And he's so much but he's so much better than everybody else up on the list right now. He that, is that I have to put him up there. So mm-hmm. he kind of he, he fell behind Jamal Murray for me. So I'm I'm with you. And then uh when it comes to McK- I I would probably go Anthony Edwards next just because and and even that's a toss-up for me because when we were talking about it uh like when we were texting about it, i was like damn anthony edwards that's a, that's a little high for me even still yeah. like like i might take lonzo over anthony edwards mm-hmm. and so I I've, I've just talked myself into it i am gonna take lonzo yeah. over anthony edwards so so yeah i would probably put uh, i want to put lonzo after sabonis to be honest so I had Lonzo fall in two spots after Sabonis. I actually went Tyrese Halliburton after mm-hmm. Sabonis. Um, you've heard me talk about Tyrese. I just think that he plays the right way and is easy to build around or build with. Mm-hmm. I think he's the perfect complement to a player. I mean, if you had told me, good night, I love you. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you had told me that the Kings were going to take him and it was going to work with their backcourt and how full it already is, I would have called you a liar. Just because I don't see that, I don't see how that works. Um, but he's made it work because that's the type of player he is. Most unselfish, one of the most unselfish players I've ever seen. I don't care how ugly the jumper is, he makes the right basketball play. The jumper goes in. Um, and I think Tyrese actually has a, a, a really good ceiling. Um, almost like a guy, this is going to be a stretch. He's an all time great, so I'm not going to go that far. But like a Chris Paul light in the way that he could, he'll be able to manage a game at some point. Uh, okay, let's say Mike Conley. I'm going to say Mike Conley. I think that's that's probably like his ceiling. So and I, I don't think Lonzo's quite that. So Lonzo would fall in right behind Halliburton to me. I got you. I will go Lonzo Halliburton, then Anthony Edwards, then uh, Mikael Bridges. Yeah, but so I, I worry about Edwards uh, because he's such a volume scorer. Hundred percent. Uh, his de- his defense is historically bad, mm-hmm. uh, but he's got all the athletic tools to do it. So I always like, start to question a guy's mentality whenever they just can't or they just decide not to. Uh, I don't think LaMelo decides not to play defense. I think that there's some things he's just not physically capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's laterally kind of slow when it's just like sliding and staying in front of guys. Um, he's not strong yet. Nah. But I feel so, like that, like he'll grow into that, you feel me? But Edwards is one of the best athletes in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually put uh, Colin Sexton over Edwards. Mm. And then I debated John Collins. So. J- John, I go back and forth on John Collins, but I think I think that his talent is undeniable. I just, for some reason, I just don't like. I'm not a John Collins hater by any means, mm-hmm. but he just never stands out to me as as a top 25 under 25 guy. Yeah, you. I just, yeah, I'd probably go Edwards there. I just don't think you can build around a guy like John Collins, and mm-hmm. I, maybe you can't build around a guy like Sexton. So I'm talking future potential. If if Edwards reaches his ceiling, Edwards' ceiling is Dwayne Wade with a better jumper. Seriously. Mm-hmm. With his athletic ability and the way he already sees the game offensively, so I think that uh, was his that was his compa- like ceiling comparison when being drafted. So. Yeah, so uh, D-way, D-way with the jumper is a ceiling, and his floor is still going to be 
17, 18, 19, 20 a game, um, maybe on bad efficiency, but whatever, you know. Do you think you could build a team around Anthony Edwards, like as with him as your best player? Right now, no. But, in, I mean, I, who am I to say that he doesn't figure out how to be more efficient and fix his shot selection and um, turn it on on defense, like finally decide to turn it on. So, and like I said, this is all about us predicting the future. Right now, no, I don't. But in five years, my answer may, my answer may be different. So you'll, you'll catch it on Run It Up in 2026. <laughs> so. Gotcha. By that time, we'll be on TV. So don't, yeah. don't We'll have a whole Run It Up network. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> Don't let everybody in on the plans, you feel me? I got you, I got you. Um, and so, yeah, we, we kind of went, where do you have Jared Allen? Nowhere. Nowhere? You're not going to build around Jared Allen. Never. It's cool. Uh, and so, yeah, I feel like he, he's definitely the worst player on this list. Well, we didn't really touch on DeAndre Ayton either. DeAndre Ayton kind of sucks, bro. So, <laughs> I mean, he's good. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's good. Uh, how is he getting worse already, though? Like, the team got better, and – if anybody should benefit from Chris Paul, it's you, the guy running the pick I and roll with him. A lot of people are calling him uh, for most improved player. Where you know Chris Paul running pick and rolls, one of the greatest point guards of all time. Now being that pick and roll ball handler for you to capitalize on, he hasn't really capitalized on it. DeAndre Ayton so. has no post moves. Mm-hmm. He's got small hands. <laughs> he can't palm the basketball. Yo. <laughs> he can't shoot the basketball. <laughs> Wait, what draft was that that he was picked? That was that was the 2018 draft? Yeah, he got drafted before. Luca, that's crazy. And Trey Young. Yeah. That's wild, bro. And Michael Porter at the, for that point. Whenever yeah, I, I, MPJ at, slid, though. Yeah, he, was, he had the, the back issues and everything. But looking looking back on drafts is always one of the, the most – It's so funny, though. Fun but things I, to me, bro. I try not to be mad at front offices. Like, because like, some things, like, just make logical you had, sense. You, you picked – with the info that you had at that time, you that's made what I'm the saying. Right decision, you Unless you're picking Tremont Waters and Carson Edwards, and, <laughs> and this is nothing against Boston, bro. I'm not one of those Lakers fans who just despises the Celtics, bro. I don't despise them. I like some of their guys. I love Jason Tatum. Um, Kimba's kind of cool, I guess, <laughs> but it's just they don't draft well. And you can tell me that they drafted Tatum and Brown, and I'll tell you that's cool. You don't draft well. And you don't draft better than the Lakers. I had this debate with myself. The guy I do the podcast with, we had the debate in our Twitter group message the other day. And I was like, look around the NBA at the young Lakers and look what they're doing. And he was like, but they're not in your team anymore. And I was like, but the guys in your team are in the G League. Exactly. 90% of the time. So do it that. Do it that. What you wish? Our scouting department, the Lakers scouting department is it's a crazy. W. It's a W. It's crazy. Pure W. Um, I think like the worst player, even like when you, when you look at like Larry Nance. He's good. Still, he's still an above average player. Like he's Anthony good. Brown like is it. probably the only player we didn't hit on. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> Josh Hart, above average player. Kyle Kuzma, actually pretty good. So let's be honest. Exactly. Brandon Ingram, All Star. Julius Randle, All Star. Jordan Clarkson, Sixth Man of the Year. Like I, we can do this all day. D'Lo, All Star. Alonzo. Nah. Come on, <laughs> stop it now. Stop it now. He got that All Star. Alonzo, uh, twenty million dollar, twenty million. Plus guy and somebody and somebody's gonna pay him twenty five, twenty six. I guarantee it. Exactly. Like Anthony Brown is honest to God the only one we didn't hit on. Yeah. And, and then you look at Tht and you know he's high. He's regarded as the same as Tyler Hero. So you know what we talk about right now. You feel me? Um. So yeah. So that's just. So yeah. So I, I don't hold a lot of drafts against Ooh, people. Even even Thomas Bryant. That's what I'm saying. Another one. Ivica Zubak. Like we you, we could go keep going like the Lakers scouting department is as a pure w we missed on speed though we did miss on speed 
Smee yeah. and Smee and uh, Anthony Brown. Those are our two misses. But I'll oh, Wagner. Hit, did we hit on oh, We missed on him too. Okay, I like, to we should have took Mitchell Robinson low key in that draft. Yeah. But, um, he wouldn't be a Laker anymore anyway. So nah, not at all. So what does it even matter? <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of our thoughts on the whole twenty five under twenty five. Uh, that we kind of gave our list. Let us know your opinions. If you're watching on YouTube, leave it down in the comments. If you're listening, uh, feel free to tweet at me and Justin. Tweet at the Run It Up Pod. Either way, we're gonna see it, respond to you, get some good conversation flowing, and uh, we might as well just. Go ahead and get on into our uh, Denver Nuggets talk. Boom, boom, and we are here to talk about the Denver Nuggets. I feel like we don't, we barely talk about the Denver Nuggets, so we might as well touch on them now. They are on a seven-game win streak, six and zero oh, since acquiring Aaron Gordon. Uh, they are currently. When we're looking at the NBA standings in the Western Conference, they are the four seed right now at 33 and 18. They are half a game back from the three seed, and they are about four and a half games back from the two seed. Uh, yeah, they they're a game ahead of the Lakers. So you know, the, the Nuggets have been balling lately. Uh, Nikola Jokic making his uh, claim for MVP, which you said you want to talk about anyway. And uh, yeah, bro, what do you think about the Nuggets? We we were both big advocates of them acquiring Aaron Gordon because they gave him that that Jeremy Grant type of player that might be able to do it at a higher level. And uh, you know, what do you and think? I, th- I, I I don't think he could do what Jeremy Grant is doing now at a higher level, but I think he could do what Jeremy Grant was doing for Denver at a higher level. Exactly. And and that's where people who are casuals and yes, I'm talking to some maybe somebody who's listening to this doesn't understand like like some of the certain players can excel in certain roles more than other people. You know what I'm saying? LeBron James is better at basketball than Draymond Green. I don't know if he would have won Defensive Player of the Years and did all that. That's probably mm-hmm. a stretch. Maybe I shouldn't have gone that far. <laughs> I was going to back but you, bro. But you know what I'm saying, though. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, Aaron Gordon may fit this role better than Jeremy Grant, but he's not going to go average 23 for Detroit. This is what it is. Orlando's tried that already. It didn't happen. No. So, um, at, like I said before, bro, Aaron Gordon's defense has just made a world of difference. You get a guy who can switch one through five, who's going to make the right play. He's he's running your role man instead of being your pick, instead of being your ball handler. Exactly how we expected him to be used. And Michael Porter Jr. has benefited ridiculously from having a role man who's going to make that pass. Because Michael Porter Jr. is one of the most willing cutters in the NBA. People don't don't pay attention to it. I love Michael Porter Jr.'s off-ball movement playing with Jokic and Aaron Gordon and guys like that, not Jamal Murray because he tunnel vision is tunnel vision gets sometimes. But yeah. uh, I just I just love the fit, and I think they're dangerous. I really do. I, and if we played them in a series, I'm not near as confident as I was two weeks ago, three we're, weeks when ago. When we did contender versus pretender, were they a pretender? I feel like they were. I feel like they, yeah, I think they definitely were at that point. I can check my notes. I'll be, I'll so, be taking them. So would you put them as contender now? Yeah, contender. Yeah, gotcha. legitimate, legitimate contender. Um, so you could see the 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 Nuggets hoisting a Larry O B trophy at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, I actually can. I'm being dead serious. Um, but they they worry me. I mean, Jokic is such a special talent, man. And um, when guys are healthy, they look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of the most random, the Kambazu, whoever his name is, I never heard of him in my life. Facundo Campazo, right? Yeah, and then just randomly this year became effective. I mean, he he runs their offense well when he's on the floor. Mm-hmm. I think it's all you can ask of guys like that. So when you have Ten guys who are bought into the system, you know that's the difference between a good basketball team and a great basketball team. And they've been a hundred; they've been great lately. Just to like read out a couple of stats, uh, so since 
between March 28th and what April 8th now, so their past mm-hmm. six games, they are second highest in the league in field goal percentage, top six in three-point percentage, second in offensive rebounds and total rebounds, second in assists and overall team plus minus, third highest offensive rating, second highest net rating. And a funny little stat to throw out there, when the shot clock is in between 7 and 15 seconds, they have the highest offensive rating and net rating by a mile. So I you can read into that what you will, but it says something about how quickly and efficiently they end up scoring the ball. So in comparison to other teams. So, yeah, I think the Nuggets have definitely taken a leap. Uh, not all of it, in, it is attributed to Aaron Gordon, but he's definitely helped. They've just been playing pretty great basketball lately. And uh, they've beat some some good teams. It's not like they've played garbage bag bottom of the barrel. But um, excuse me. No, you good. Uh I think they've beat the the uh, the the Hawks, the Sixers, the Clippers, uh the Pistons, the Spurs. Obviously the Pistons are not that good of a team, but uh the Hawks, the the Sixers and the Clippers. The Clippers and the Sixers uh are two of the maybe five best teams in NBA. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to to get wins over them is is huge for them and they've been playing great basketball. Denver's wow. better than the Clippers. I'm would, I'm sorry. I think they're they were last year too. So. Yeah, I think they're three to four teams better than the Clippers right now, mm-hmm. and especially hurt toe Paul George. He's not looked good, bro. He's not looked good. I mean, playoff P, he about to come through very effectively. Playoff play, playoff piss is guaranteed in the <laughs> guaranteed an appearance, bro. That's what we waiting on, bro. It's got to be so hard for him. Like if he does, when the Clippers do make the playoff, if he does like play bad, like what in you? Like it's got to get to you mental at that point. Like Bro, what they is said, it? They said all signs point to Kawhi signing back with the Clippers. And if I'm Kawhi, why? Why would I waste my time with that? If I'm Kawhi, I feel like know, he has something to prove. Like you, you, you came to LA. You did all of that. Those, 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 uh, like billboards. You did all of those commercials commercial, about how man. you the you the king of the city and all of that. And so for if the, if we do win the chip this year, like let's say the Lakers win the chip this year, we won the chip last year, and then Kawhi leaves the free agency. Oh, I'm a, the tweets. I'm a fire off. Are gonna you just be crazy. look like an absolute idiot. So you like run out of town, big dog. That, that's what I'm saying. So like I feel like he 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 has to stay simply because he 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 has something to prove. You feel me? But do you think Kawhi actually cares about stuff like that? I mean, if he was willing to make the 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 commercials, like he had to sign off on that. You feel me? If, like if if Golden State's trying to make the most of their championship window, right? With, with Kawhi, Clay, Steph, and Draymond is beast. Why would you not call them and be like, we can do a sign and trade. Y'all can have Wiseman. We don't like him anyways. We don't, <laughs> think, we don't think he's that good. We'll give you Oubre. We'll give you three first-rounders and move on. Give us Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Kawhi signs for three years. Then it's Steph, Clay, Kawhi, Draymond, and then you can find That's people who crazy. want to come play for you. And, and I then think the Warriors are back at the top of the league. That's insane. And the Warriors are may end up with another lottery pick this year, so it's got some value. Wait, or does Minnesota have that pick now? I think no. it's top three protected or something like that. They have Minnesota's pick that they can trade, mm-hmm. which could end up being a top three pick. So I'm just saying if you're trying to make the most of your window and you're forgetting about the future, because to me, if you don't start making the most of your window, there's a chance Steph actually leaves you. Um, but I don't think he's going think to leave. He I don't think he would leave, though. But people are just so – ever since the All-Star game, everybody wants to see LeBron and Steph play How together. How cool is it that they actually love each other, really? I know, That's kind of like, cool to see. I mean, they're just besties. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Him watching LeBron throw the chalk up, bro, I thought that I know, was hilarious. That was sick. Um, so, yeah. But, anyways, back to the Nuggets, bro. Nuggets, Phoenix, uh, Lakers. 
Denver are probably all better teams than the Clippers right now. And if that doesn't speak to the depth of the West, that a team with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Zubac. <laughs> all right. But no, but seriously, that doesn't speak to the depth of the West and how talented it is. Um, and especially if the Lakers end up at a five or a six and they make a run through the Western Conference Finals and then they go beat Brooklyn, which is almost inevitable that that's going to be them coming out of there. Unless Philadelphia really turns it on for them. Uh, don't sleep on the Heat, bro. I, I had them in my contenders, bro. But I just <laughs> I don't see them beating the, one of those teams. I mean, they could beat Philly. They could beat Philly. Um, I, I think Milwaukee looks a lot better with Drew. I think I had them as pretenders. So I think they look a lot better with Drew. They're still pretenders to me, though. Y'all, <laughs> y'all are frauds. So. 100%. Regular season demons. Playoffs, not so much. Yeah. So, uh, just yeah. – I can't wait, bro. I just can't wait for the playoffs. And I, I hope everybody's healthy and back. LeBron's hinted at coming back today. That's almost – they said the timetable is the 16th, eight days away for both of them. LeBron and AD, Drummond's back. So That's the perfect segue over on to our, our Lakers talk. You know we had to do it. So we're about to get into that Lakers talk, and we'll see you in a minute. We back, we back, we back with the uh, – we're about to talk about our Los Angeles Lakers, our lovely – Los Angeles Lakers, defending NBA champion, Los Angeles Lakers. Damn, you going to show the Lakers merch, bro? I don't even really got none on me, but is this is this framed? No, it ain't. Oh, yes, sir. Mm, boom. I got it on me. We out here. We <laughs> out here. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is why y'all tuned in to YouTube as well. <laughs> you got to watch both. Both of them. All right, that's a fact. And so, boom. Uh, Lakers, LeBron and AD both out. Like Justin just said, they should be hopefully back in the next 16 days. And uh, we have been playing decent basketball, great defense, horrible offense. A tale of two two different sides of the ball. So since LeBron and AD have been out, the Lakers have the second best defensive rating in all of basketball. In tandem with that, they have the worst offensive rating in all of basketball. What was our offensive rating? Can you figure that out, our offensive rating without AD and just LeBron? Uh, I could, but you're going to have to talk for at least three minutes. While Ooh, I-, I can do that. Um, <laughs> so let me just fill some time for you, fellas. Uh, anyway, so back to the Lakers, bro. I think that – it's it's crazy to think of our defensive potential and um, what it's amounted to. And I think, if, if anything, if you're a Lakers fan, man, it just gives you more confidence as to, like, what we're capable of and the team that we have and the depth that we have. People kind of started clowning us when we started losing games after AD got hurt, talking about all y'all, all y'all talked about was depth. Well, now you see it. We still can compete. We're, what, 5-4 and four right now without LeBron and AD? Is that it? I think uh, we're about 5-4 and four without LeBron. Yeah, 5-4. and four. Obviously, we're not – a <laughs> top of the West team without those two, but who would be? Um, so you're telling me that I have the number one defense with both of them. I have the number one defense without Anthony Davis. And I have the number two defense without both of them. And okay, so our offensive rating without Anthony Davis and just Brown was 26. That's ugly. <laughs> our defensive rating was still second best. Look at that, bro. So, I mean, I don't know if that if that's a – we chalked it up to Frank Vogel and the system that he's running and our whole coaching staff. But regardless, the Lakers just seem to be – or maybe it's just our personnel. Like, the Lakers Shout seem out, to Vogel. Be, that's a fact. But we, we seem to be demons on defense. The offensive end needs some work. I think we 
we'll get it running on all cylinders once uh once AD comes back. But uh, you know, as LeBron, right LeBron now, spent most of those games without Schroeder as well. Exactly because of the the protocol. So yeah, yeah. we haven't on the season like total. The Lakers are nineteenth in offensive rating. So that uh, it comes and goes. But on this season, we're first in offensive rating by. We're we're at a 105.5. The next best team is the Sixers at 107.1. So we're almost two points better at in defensive rating than every other team in the league. So we do, bro. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, that, uh, the reason I wanted to talk about it is just because that really does give me an extreme amount of confidence uh, moving forward um, in our in our coaching staff and in our team. Uh, and I think that Schroeder has been an underrated part of our defense. Uh, Trez, who is abused verbally about his defense when we signed him, um, has been better than expected. Drummond, not the best team defender, but gets the individual stats. So I'm interested to see what that looks like when we get him back. Um, I think he's playing tonight. But Marcus Gasol has looked really good since we got Drummond. It's like he decided to play basketball. No, he, he felt he felt he, he was on the hot seat. and He was like, you know what? I ain't getting my spot taken. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're at half with the heat right now. We're up two, so. Yeah. Look at uh, Andre Drummond in 10 minutes has seven and three. KCP going crazy. He got 15 points in 18 minutes. Wesley Matthews got 11. Montrez has 10 and five. We, we, we going crazy. My son Ben McLemore out here with four points. You feel me? So I like the Ben McLemore edition. I do. That's something else we can talk about. I do like the Ben McLemore edition. It gives us another shooter. Uh, his athleticism has waned, but he could still, he could still do mm-hmm. it, do it, do it, do a little something. And uh, yeah, it just gives us another kind of. Awesome. Yeah, another option from three. Um, and uh, yeah, that that's that's kind of that, bro. Hopefully, we win this game versus the Heat because that would be big. Um, I think I think I like Macklemore more than Caruso right now. Like, oh, Caruso Caruso's not been good this year. He hasn't been good at all. He, uh, and the thing is, we when he's out there, it's it's like it's very clear what his weaknesses are. Like yeah. he's not a great shooter. He's not a great playmaker. He ha- he can- he's great on in off ball situations. Like he has a good mm-hmm. basketball IQ. Like he especially and that comes out when LeBron's on the court because he he just makes stuff easier for people. So like mm-hmm. Caruso always off ball has great cuts to the basket. LeBron and it's easy for LeBron to find you open. But when LeBron's not on the court and you're asked to do much more, his weaknesses really start to to show. And like I said, he's not a great shooter, not a great playmaker. He's not great when it comes to driving to the basket either. His best, uh, his best area comes in in defensive end, and you know, we gonna need you to do a little more than that, Caruso. So, so I'm saying, bro. So I think I think Macklemore gives us another option off the bench to come score, and I think he's gonna be a little KCP light on the off the bench. You know, come in, kind of fill that same role. He's got to learn how to run the floor like KCP does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel KCP, like that's that's a Lakers training camp thing. Like they yeah, like, gotta be. three rebound go. Yeah, gotta be. Uh, KCP's great on the fast break. And he's not been great this year. We know that. <laughs> but in LeBron and AD's absence, I think he's been fine. So and I'm I'm excited about what we have, and I'm excited about where we're going. If we're healthy, we're still the favorite in the West. And if we're healthy, Ah, we're the favorite in the NBA. I'm just going to say it. So. <laughs> yes, sir. Realistic Lakers fan. Justin, if he's saying that you know it's facts. <sighs> you talked me into it last time we potted, it, bro, because remember I was kind of leaning towards Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta, sometimes you got to be unrealistic. So right now I'm going to be a little unrealistic. <laughs> That's what I like to hear, bro. That's what I like to hear. I can't wait till this playoff time we actually talking about, like, actual oh, bro. series, bro. I can't it's going to be so lit. Um, 
And yeah, so just just a little shout out uh, for an upcoming thing I'm doing. I'm writing an article right now for Late Show Life about the top three Lakers in the absence of uh, the top three most important Lakers in the absence of LeBron and AD. Uh, I feel like it's not really up for debate. I feel like it's an easy easy three. Uh, I have Kuzma in order in this order from three to one. I have Kuzma, Tht, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, what about you, bro? Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. I think that's the three. Um, I think THC it's because we wanted to see what he can do and where he's going to grow to and what especially since be. we didn't trade him for Kyle Lowry like now you got to make it happen now you got to yeah, show you me have why. to that's yeah, what I'm saying like, if we didn't trade you for Kyle Lowry you got to show me why we did it and then for for Dennis Schroeder we offered you what 20, 20 million a year I think right we offered mm-hmm. him an eighty four million dollar extension and he said no so if you gonna let that do you need to show me you deserve more than that. Because right now, I'm not that, – that seems like an extension you should have taken, my boy. But if he has a great playoff run, then he could 100% get more than that. But we'll see. Yeah, so, I mean, man, shout out to the little Lakers, bro. It just makes me <laughs> happy, bro. Just thinking about them makes me happy, bro. And THT, like I said, bro, it's proven, it's proven time. I don't care if it's your second year. I don't care how much clock you've had. It's proven time. We didn't trade you for Kyle Lowry. So you were right. You hit the nail on the head, bro. I've got to see that you that you deserved that value that we put on your name. Exactly. So. And uh yeah, you, you, you still want to get into MVP, right? I know you said you want to talk about that. Yeah. See my, my MVP front runner got hurt. Harden's out for about two weeks. Mm. We know injuries kill MVP. MVP races, um LeBron like like it's Jokic Jokic's to lose. Yeah, it is Jokic's to lose. And unless LeBron comes back and they win every game going into the playoffs mm. or uh, I think LeBron's out, Harden two weeks out, but they got KD back and Kyrie is still there, so the, that ship's going to keep moving. Um, unless they don't play as well, if they don't play as well, then it'll be interesting to see what that does for Harden's MVP case. Who was um, the last big to win MVP? Dirk. I want to say Dirk, unless you count Giannis, but I'm not. I count Giannis I don't count as a forward, so like to the to the Dirk or KG or Duncan, one of those I think three. It was Dirk, I'm about to look it up right now. Hold on. Um. Yeah, the last big to win a, a a MVP was Dirk in two two thousand six two thousand seven, and then before that was KG in two thousand three two thousand four, and then Tim Duncan. But so yeah, uh, Jokic about to bring back the 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 year to big the MVP big winning the MVP. So so shout out Jokic. Uh, yeah, I mean I think I think it just it's Jokic is a lose, bro. There's nobody out East and beat hurt, missed time, can't win it. Um, Harden was it, and I. As much as I hate to say it, if we're if I was ranking them right now, who deserves second? It'd probably be Giannis, just because he stayed healthy. He's been on the floor. They've produced wins. Uh, it may be tiring to vote for, and like I said, it's hard for me to vote for you when you don't produce in the playoffs. But it is a regular season award, and I try to keep that in mind. So I probably have to lean Giannis, bro, to go number two. You- Giving Jokic the MVP basically means that uh, the Nuggets aren't winning the chip because when you look back at, at over like the past ten years, so. I could even go 20 years. So since 2000, only three players that have won MVP have won the chip, two of them being LeBron. Like, LeBron's done it twice. So, like, that's it, – it's only been Tim Duncan, LeBron, and Steph. And like I said, LeBron did it twice in 2011 and 2012. So, you know, more times than not, you win the yeah. MVP, you're not winning the chip. <laughs> so. yeah. I didn't even know that. Look, we need to send that to ESPN. Make them, make them, <laughs> you need to tweet it out. Make them quote it. Make you a graphic. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, if Jokic wasn't MVP, we could we could knock him out of the of, of, of the championship contention, honestly. Because yeah, like I said, since since 2000, only Tim Duncan, LeBron, and Steph have won the chip the year they've won MVP. So that's not looking good for the Nuggets. Uh, the Nuggets championship chances. Don't do that, bro. I just I just <laughs> I just dubbed him a contender. I've gotta <laughs> I've gotta do it. So. But yeah, we about to we about to get up out of here, bro. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Run It Up podcast. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Adams underscore. The pod Twitter is Run It Up at Run It Up Pod. Justice is at Justice Read Two. He remembered it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Lead that five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Download the pod on Spotify. Uh, share it with your friends, your family, all that good stuff. Uh, Justice, you wanna you wanna sing us out? What you wanna do, bro? Uh, 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 um, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm good. Y'all thought y'all really thought. <laughs> we about to get him out of here. Do not forget. Let's run it up. <laughs> run it up. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Run It Up Podcast. If you want to keep up and see what Najee is up to, follow him on Twitter at NajeeAdams underscore. Hit him with some questions or topics that you want to hear in the next episode of the Run It Up Podcast.